The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonall. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter for the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you've got, yeah. Yeah, that is a little loud, huh? Yes, a little hot on the ears, thanks. <laughs> Welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. This part of Unlock Your Wealth Radio is sponsored by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash free book and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. How about getting one of my books for free today? All you have to do is click on that link and you can get... Yes, you can. The seven elements for self-empowerment. Yes, you can 2.0. And what else? Oh, Bushido Business is there. Is that there? No, that's not there. But oh, and Money, Credit, and You. Yeah. Money, Credit, and You. I was going to say. There we go. I'm thinking, how many of these? Okay, I'm lost. (laughs) (laughs) We've got so many. We've got so many. So anyway, yes. Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, your hostess with the Financial Moses, flanked by my producer extraordinaire, the maestro of moolah, Michael hey, Terry. Hey, folks. How you doing? And we will help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. First off, topic-driven show today, money tips for millennials. Yeah. And uh, moolah word, as always, it's going to be federal bouge or budget. For those of you that don't speak French. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so, and this week's key, well, guess what? We're starting all over. Yeah. So it's a brand new key. Acceptance so, and affirmation. I didn't even have to solicit you. Look at that. You just are forthcoming with the keys. It's about time. It's unbelievable. Uh, yes, it is unbelievable. But uh, I'm believing it today because I heard it. I witnessed it. I was a party to it. And doggone it, I'm happy about it. Uh, I'm impressed. Who says you can't teach an old dog new tricks? (laughs) (laughs) Roof, roof. There you go. Sit, stay, down boy. (laughs) Roll over, fetch. What what the producer will do. Exactly. So funny. You're so awesome. Anyway, folks, thanks so much for stopping by. So let's talk about this week's key, shall we? So the keys to riches, for those of you who haven't ever joined us, is uh, my financial philosophy that teaches you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. And it has become so popular on this show that it actually merited its own show. So if you would like to know more about this week's key, which is acceptance and affirmation, you have to visit that website or pull it down from our uh, many places to pull it down, um, which is uh, iTunes. We're on Spreaker. We're on SoundCloud. Um YouTube, where else? We're like everywhere. YouTube, YouTube too. Lipson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We finally fixed the link. It wasn't uploading for a while, uh-huh. but it's uploading again. So we're there. We're there, baby. Uh, so yeah, so, uh, or if you'd like to visit the website, keystoriches.com, and then uh, you can get the 13 keys, actually. Um, the website has actually got the um, 13 keys in their entirety available as a free download. 
So all you have to do is, is, is get your chart and you well on your way. So if you start in the middle of the season, it's cool. It's copacetic. Neat. No big deal because you'll still have your whole key thing. So sign up to get your free keys today uh, at keys to riches.com, that is. Uh, moolah word, shall we? Federal budget. Oh, federal budget. Federal budget. Federal budget. And with my best Inspector Clouseau imitation. <laughs> Uh, the budget for the federal government is what a federal budget is. It's the budget of the country determined yearly and forecasts the amount of money that will be spent on a variety of expenses in the upcoming year. This is always a huge... Got to be a ghastly event to figure this out. I mean, you know, the, well, pre- the president and his cabinet sits down and, and does this. Well, I think that they have people that call it the information to to a point that it can be digestible yeah. before it gets to him. You know, you've got middle managers all over the place. I always got a kick out of the fact that, you know, the country was always broke and, you know, you know, in debt and deficits, yada, yada, yada. And then some little state like New Jersey gets a monstrous hurricane that just beats the daylights out of the whole state. And the federal government comes up with all this money f- for the state of New Jersey. It magically appears. Where does it come from? It's a magic wand that you and I don't possess. And I guess <laughs> I guess that's part of the budget is for catastrophes. Perhaps. Yeah. Perhaps. Um, you, you know, as you were talking about that, when you were saying it's amazing how we have no money, but I, th- I was thinking of, do you remember that movie years ago um, where John Ritter was the president. I think it was called Americathon, and they did a telethon for the United States well, government. I never saw that. John I Ritter. I think it was called Americathon. He played the president. Google that, will you, while you we're bet. doing our show? You bet. Anyway, yeah, so um, see if you can get the synopsis of it. But I just I think about how we had to put America on sale <laughs> <laughs> and fundraise. So I have a better way to fix the fiscal budget, but we're going to save that info until it's time for me to run for president in 2020 because I'll straighten this place out. There you go. I'm tired of all of this crap that's going really? on. Yeah, you know, I just once the clowns that are running for office get through with their ridiculousness, then and 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 sanity can prevail. That's when I'll run, because then people will be so desperate for somebody that makes sense that it'll be e- I'll be easy to understand by the time I get there. Huh. But I'm not ready. I got a lot more to do before 2020. Yeah, we gotta. Yeah, we gotta work on the campaign. We gotta- yeah. So yeah, we gotta get there. We'll focus on that later. Because uh, whoever does, if if a Republican does get elected, like Trump, um, goodness gracious knows that I will run against him. Yeah. I will, uh, yeah. You're like not supposed to run against the unc- incumbent, but I- I'd run against him. I would do that. What was the name of the film? Americathon, like telethon. All right, John Ritter's not coming up. What? It's because you're on an iKid device. Americathon. Americathon. Okay, well. Are you finding it? Oh, there it is. Okay. Did you find it? Is I, it? Is I it, found it. Oh. Is John, it? It John, is. John Ritter. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, I told you. I wonder why on John Ritter, uh, on his IMBD page, uh, Americathon did not come up, which is kind of weird. Perhaps he's not around to make a correction. Yeah, he is not around. <laughs> Perhaps that's the reason why he's not aware that it's not functioning properly. Yeah. Well, 
Uh, While you're looking that up, let's talk about today's topic, shall we? Because we're going to talk money tips for millennials. And I know we are constantly bashing them because it's not our generation, so that makes it easier. They do get a bad rap here, yeah. (laughs) They do get a bad rap. As creative as they are, uh, and and I actually believe most of their problems have to do with their parenting. I think you're probably right. And obviously that I'm not objective about that because I, I, um, I was not a parent. Of, of a millennial. So, um, well, I'm not a parent at all. So I can, I can cast aspersions. Everybody can say, well, you don't uh, know, you don't have kids. Easy for you. I know. Being a step parent, I guess, is not the same. But regardless, those millennials, they have money problems too. And even though their parents were probably mostly to blame for their bad money management skills, let's help them this episode. For once, let's support the millennial. Can we do that? We can. You and I collectively help them out. Uh, So, you know, we're constantly berating them. And I think that uh, while there is a challenge, um, I think that they just, they don't want to listen to their parents. They have this entitlement mentality. They grew up with a different money management concept. You know, I never had an allowance. I had to work for everything I had. I was put to work. There, there was no allowance in my house, and I didn't have free spending money. Um, so uh, I came up with a different type of an existence, but I think that that's what sets me so far ahead. I mean, I think about, I think about what a sad testament. I'm a Gen Xer, and I think about the test, the sad testament of Gen Xers that are still on financial life support from their parents that haven't gotten off of it. And I'm like, really? That's pathetic that you still can't manage your money, and you've been working for the last 20 years actively. Yeah. And they have they have college degrees and things that I don't have. They have, they have advantage, ideally. But money management does not come easy, especially if you've ever gotten all you've ever wanted. And that's part of the problem with millennials. So uh, positioning happens to be a big thing with millennials. And in order to, quote, sell it to the millennials, you have to learn to speak the language of the millennials, okay? And you have to understand that. Uh, where they come from. And I like, um, so our first tip actually comes from Nicole Lapin and she's author of Rich Bitch and it's a financial guide (laughs) for young professional women. And she explains the different ways that you can stretch a dollar and save money. So um, when we think of stretching dollars, uh, to rephrase that into millennial speak, make your dollar do Pilates. (laughs) Okay. Like, 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 Yes, and and this is and, and by the way, the, the, I'm all ex, I'm excerpting a lot of this. Um, my editorial comments, notwithstanding, this is a great article from Forbes about money management for millennials. Just uh-huh. so you know, uh, is where I'm kind of getting this. So she suggests that you go on a spending freeze with your partner, your colleagues, or best friends. Create a support system and help each other, and of course, make it fun. Because if we can't make a game out yeah, of it, it's got to be fun. fun. Um, so another famous person who's been a guest on our show, um, is uh, Sharon Lecter from Rich Dad, Poor Dad. She says, your financial situation can spiral out of control when you're taking reactionary steps to handling your money problems. So a plan B is absolutely necessary. And what do we talk about in our Keys to Riches financial philosophy? Which key is it? Um, 
Hope for the best plan for the worst. Ding, ding, ding. But we talk about it for different reasons than what they're saying for it here. They're saying millennials can never be too prepared when it comes to managing their finances. And having a contingency plan makes us feel less vulnerable and exposed if we find ourselves facing a setback. The preparation would include cash reserves in the event that a job loss or decrease in income as well as a plan B. And the plan B can be a part-time business that supplements income or a full-time job that helps create a cushion that the in the event of an unplanned expense, uh, you can manage an, uh, any type of financial setback. And the purpose for us, because money management decisions are not based in logic. Our money management decisions are based on biology. And how we've done things in the past is likely how we'll do them in the future. And so what a plan B does is it takes those things that we, quote, worry about, unquote, and, and we invest in hope, And hope is not a strategy. Only a strategy is a strategy. So instead of investing in hope that our financial future will be better, we need to take the opportunity to plan for it. We want to have our main goals. We want to have our plan A, but we must create a plan B, not just to be able to bounce back quicker from the setback, but to mentally offload it. Because what we're truly afraid of when it comes to money management isn't that we're going to fail. It's the fear of the unknown. And if we just simply trick our brains into changing those unknowns into knowns, then those uh, those knowns can now be dealt with. And then we can create a strategy for if this happens, this is what I'll do. And it just makes me think about when I was in high school and we were coding in BASIC and COBOL and FORTRAN and we used to have these commands. If this happens, then do this. If this answer or if this is the response from whatever input is put in the computer, then do this. And so all we have to do is create our if-thens for all of these formerly unknowns and new knowns. And all that does is creates a structure and a plan. And now all we have to do is rehearse it. And then bam, it moves from that uncertainty of the unconscious to a part of the known unconscious where we have our instinctive reactions. Now, instead of just instinctively reacting, we're actually effectively responding if we've not only planned it, but rehearsed it. So it'll reduce our stress and cortisol levels, which does what? It keeps us balanced Mm -hmm. so we can remain logical and not allow emotion or instinct to take over and affect our ability to make quality judgments when it comes to our money. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and this part of Unlock Your Wealth Radio is sponsored by KeepMyID.org, the only service that actually prevents identity theft. So if you would like to protect your financial future and stop identity theft instead of just monitoring your credit, please visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com forward slash keepmyid and start protecting your identity, your character, and good name right now. Remember to use promo code WAGS. I have been inspired yes. by none other than Tim Ferriss because he helped me think of streamlining things with his four hour work week book and getting stuck in a dead end job does so much damage Uh, without opportunity to grow without a plan to get there or use that information you're learning to laterally transfer to another company 
or be upwardly mobile in an organization, you're doing yourself some serious damage. Um, it says that here um, in this article that you probably spend 40 hours a week at your full-time job, but if your job won't take you to where you want to go by next year or at least get you on that path, you need to stop wasting your time. From the Clark Howard Show and New York Times bestselling author, he says, if your employer is being cheap about giving raises, there are tons of companies out there that are offering great opportunities right now. So shop yourself in the market and find a better job that's better for you and your family. With 57% of millennials that were surveyed in the Millennial Money Mindset Report, their biggest financial challenge is not making enough money. So on that note, I'd like to say if they're worried about money or they don't think that they're making enough, then they need to reevaluate what they're doing with it. Mm-hmm. So what that means is we have to stop being passive about money. We have to start taking an active role in our financial lives and don't expect our parents to do it. We don't want to expect other family members to do it. If we expect it to get done, one of my favorite quotes is, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. So I am in control of whether or not I became a millionaire. Mm-hmm. And I remember in my 20s, horsing around with my friend Marty, he used to always say, I'm a millionaire. And I would look at him and I'd look at his piece of crap car and say, you are not a millionaire. And he goes, yes, I am. I'm just telling the truth in advance. And I thought, how clever. So that became you know, my quest for affirmation success. Mm. And that's what we do in our second key, uh, or the second half of this key, uh, for this week, which is affirmation, acceptance and affirmation. And that's how I came up with my six P's for affirmation success. Um, is because how do I make that work for me? And sure enough, I made it happen. I was able to, I had made a million bucks in just five years after changing all of that around. And that was just actively working. That wasn't even really super investing either. Yeah. So it can be done with the right application, but it won't be done if you don't take an active role in planning your financial future. The next thing that we need to think about is change your perspective. And Jeanette Pavini, um, couponing expert at coupons.com explains that the simple mental shift that millennials can make to reach their goals is one of savings. Your parents, childhood coaches, counselors, and possibly friends have likely preached the mantra of being the glass is half full during your lifetime. But this mantra can also help you with your financial goals by making you see the positive in a seemingly negative situation. She says, remember, you have the power to give yourself a raise. That's because spending less can be like making more. Hmm, provocative. So if millennials are worried about not making enough money, maybe they need to reevaluate their spending. And this kind of goes to our key seven, which is break the budget, okay, and creating a healthy savings and spending plan instead. And what we know about the brain and biology is when we deprive ourselves of a drive that we have towards something, because remember we have towards and away from drives, towards pleasure, away from pain. And if we keep abstaining from that, like the dieter who who refuses to eat a piece of chocolate cake every time they walk past it, um, but that, absten- that abstention can be a problem. So what we do instead of abstaining or budgeting, because that means leaving something out, it's how do we work this in? How can we apply our creative juices? And as millennials, they have loads of it. It's supposed to be our most creative generation yet. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, why not apply that creativity to our finances and specifically our skills at creating and deploying healthy savings and spending plans? So it's not about deprivation 
or abstention. It's about election. It's about choosing a different path. I could buy this fabulous red dress, of which I know I'll look great in, and I'll get a ton of compliments, and it's a designer, so I'll be fancy too, so the Joneses will be knowing that I just raised the bar <laughs> for them to keep up with. However, my I know that I'm responsible for my financial future, so how can I have that red dress, having the cake, eating it too, and still protect my financial future? Well, maybe I can buy it on discount. Maybe I can wait for it to go on sale. Maybe I can ask for a discount that may not be outwardly advertised, but perhaps I could get. You know, I've had store clerks just offer up, like if I brought, like, say, a, a white pair of pants up and it's been tried on several times and maybe somebody stepped on the pant leg or something like that and there's this big really? footprint. And I've said, you know what? Uh, you know, because you're probably going to have to get this clean, I'm going to give you 5% off this garment. I'm like, wow. Just for buying the dirty one, I get an extra 5% off? You know, they're like, do you, you know, do you want another one? I'm like, well, that's okay. I, th- I could probably clean it. And they're like, well, we're going to give you another 5% off for doing that. So ask for a discount. Yeah. So, how can, so it's not about, oh, I can't have that red dress. Otherwise, I'm going to eat dog food in retirement. It's like, how can I have that red, red dress and still eat well in retirement? Yeah. You know, so it's, it's about not subjugating one need for another. It's about being creative and how do I have both? And that's the key. So with millennials being the most creative generation, that's one of the things that they can set their sights on. They'll figure it out. Exactly. Here's another thing that I think is lost on millennials. Um, And I think that I, I don't know where it comes from straight up. However, I'm going to speculate and say I think I know where it comes from. If you've never had to pay for an education... If you've never had to pay for a certification, if you've had, you know, uh, parents or relatives or employees or grants or somebody else paying for stuff, if anything for that matter, we don't have it in such a high value or regard or esteem as something that we paid for with our own blood, and st- blood sweat, and tears. And I think I've shared um, how my girlfriend um, used to like buy really expensive designer brand shoes and she would loan them out and they would get broken and messed up or whatever and didn't think anything of it until her parents cut her off and she started to have to buy her own shoes. And then all of a sudden she was like making people take care of stuff. It was like an overnight switch. Mm. Then all of a sudden she started taking care of stuff. She's putting stuff away. She was polishing her shoes, not just discarding them for the next one. I think we take a grant for granted the value of education. And I'm not just talking about book learning, but sometimes when we go pursue additional certifications or areas of expertise or specialty, you know, like I'm a certified identity theft risk management specialist. So not only did I learn about identity theft and ways to overcome it and how to manage or mitigate risk, but I took the, the opportunity and, um, uh, and created the obligation to, test my knowledge with those who have set the bar a bit. This is what the expectation is to prove that I've met that criteria. So anybody that's ever had to pay for that understands the value of that. But if you haven't paid for education, you may not understand it. And and so this tip from Joss Felberger, entrepreneur and Go Banking Rates 2014 Best Money Expert winner, said that millennials who want to get out of debt should take action and start investing in themselves. To obtain the knowledge to start a business, a college degree is not everything. You need to add multiple streams of income and make sure your financial output is not more than your intake. And so what we have to do, again, is go back to break the budget and find a healthy savings and spending plan 
where we adjust things. It's not that you can't go out to the movies, but maybe you just don't go out every weekend. Maybe you have movies in and cook up some popcorn at home and invite friends in instead of making that 30 to $50 trip to the movies with 10 gallon buckets of soda and popcorn. You can certainly recreate that with a two liter of Coke and a big bucket of popcorn you can make at home for pennies Yeah, compared to the 10 bucks that you pay. And you could put real butter on your popcorn at home. Yeah. None of that fake flavored crap either. So um, let's talk about tapping into tech tools. Okay. So since millennials are gadget driven, how can we utilize the tools that are existing out there to help them manage their money better? If traditional bank accounts and setting aside dedicated savings under the mattress or an envelope system or things like that is not your style, there are plenty of websites and mobile apps to help you make smarter money-saving decisions. Kyle Taylor, personal finance expert from thepennyhoarder.com, suggests using apps to take advantage of discounts and coupons at popular grocery stores like Kroger and Whole Foods. We all know about couponing, but saving money is way easier when you know how to stack discounts. And that's one of his strategies is to be a discount stacker. So you can get the app coupon. And I've done this because I'm a crafty kind of babe. Your daughter's probably right up this alley too. So you get the app where you get the discount from the app. Then you shop on the sale day and then you go get the circular that's right at the front of the store when you walk in. And so you can maybe get three discounts yeah. on the same item. Yeah. You know, and, and it's the most superficial, definitely want, not a need type of product. But there, there's this thing called a yarn winder. And it takes it out of the skein itself where it's tight and it loosely winds it into a ball. So when you're crocheting like me or doing other types of, maybe when I'm doing my machine knitting or something, you know, you want that yarn to flow easy. So once you've pulled it the first couple of times... It makes it easier. And it, take a guess at how much a ball winder costs. Uh, $6.95. As in $6? And thanks for playing. Um, they're $70. Oh, my God. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so I'm like, this is completely a frivolous purchase. It's definitely in the luxury good category. Absolutely. And I'm thinking to myself, hell, if I'm paying 70 bucks, Yeah. Right? So what did I do? So for a yard winder. <laughs> For a yarn winder, exactly. Um, it is a pretty badass machine, though. I'm telling you, you can wind anything. Like you, you know, like if your ribbon gets unspooled, like or unfurled, slurp that stuff. Wow. I mean, you could do a lot of different things with it. Wow. It's pretty. It's a cool deal. Um, yeah. So I, I like my little yarn winder, um, and you can use like different types of embroidery thread. So it doesn't just have to be yarn. It can be anything that's stringy and long. You can use it to wind mm-hmm. it. So it's a pretty cool deal. But it's certainly not like worth seventy dollars. I all I could think of is how many other things could I have for seventy bucks, and that's what stopped me. But then I found about the app, and then I went, oh okay. And then it just happened to be I was on some day that was some shopping something or other seasonal change, and so stuff was thirty percent off. I got a thing in the mail for fifty percent off one item. Nice. So I get the 30 for the day. I get the 50 for the one item. Plus there was another coupon for um, powered products, appliances. It fell in the appliances category. So I ended up paying $23 for this thing. Wow. 
much more in line with my expectations of go. what something like that could cost. So there is an advantage in that. And technology can help you because you get the app and you can just put the put your product coupons for whatever you're looking for. And you can find a trillion websites with manufacturers, rebates, store coupons, all sorts of stuff. And doing this coupon stacking in addition to the paper old-fashioned methods. I mean, the nice thing about getting apps and coupons on your phone is you don't get the dirty ink on your hands. From reading mm-hmm. the paper. Yeah, yeah. And oh, what was that one guest we had? She had what was the company called Percular, where you create your own oh, cu- yeah. coupon circular? Yeah, yeah. Percular. And uh, yeah, so so it's great. It's easy on the environment. You're saving the trees. Yeah, yeah. When you use these digital apps, it's totally awesome. And uh, so uh, that's just yet another thing. And uh, finally, let's talk about emergency savings because emergency savings must be priority number one. You must be setting that aside. I'm not going to belabor the point because you should just do it. If there's any money that you're saving for, the minute you save a dollar, it needs to go straight into there. Not retirement, not anything else. You got to get that emergency fund first because if you die <laughs> because you can't afford emergency services, then um, your your IRA is superfluous yeah. at that point. So you need to make sure you do that. And for goodness sakes. Do not lose money. Physically losing money, you know, my my, uh, my step grandson lost a hundred dollars, a hundred dollar bill his grandpa gave him for his birthday, and so I thought for sure that my husband would have caved and not given him another one, but he did. Wow. He he made it happen. But um uh, or I'm sorry, I thought he would cave, but he didn't make it happen. He let him suffer. He he oh, wow. let him suffer the loss. Oh, okay. I was really surprised. Um, and, uh, so that's a tough lesson to learn, but as millennials, you know, you are the creative generation. So make it happen. You're millennials. You can make it happen. So that's it for this week's show for more great resources, tips, interviews with investment gurus, and so much more. Visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com. And for the maestro of moolah, Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. Unlockyourwealthradio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. Unlockyourwealthradio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2016 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.